0: Back again for sure. Been a cowboy. How long has it been?
1: Almost a month, I'd say. It was the end of January, I think. We're terrible at this. (laughs) Well, during basketball season, we're terrible. (laughs) During football season, we do it weekly, and we're really good. I think it's kind of the same way. I'm terrible when it comes to fantasy sports, like paying attention other than fantasy football, because football is because we have a game, one game per week. So it's easy to be like, okay, let's do a game, so we can do a recap of the last game and uh, a preview of the upcoming game. And basketball, two or three games a week, we we just get confused, <laughs> so we don't record. All right, I'll buy so, that. <laughs> I don't know. Football <laughs> season we're pretty good. I I feel like for the most part we do one one every week. But yeah. basketball season, and then once basketball season ends. We don't usually do another one until like anymore. July or yeah, August Weird happens, yeah, so yeah, so um, we have some football news to talk about which well, happened news like anymore. three we- which happened well <laughs> well, it's happened like three weeks ago, old, <laughs> so after this we'll 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 try to get back on the weekly bandwagon, trying to do one a week, maybe at least one every two weeks at the very least, <laughs> hopefully if if I don't know if we're successful, but anyways, um, football. We got a new offensive coordinator. Yes. Came kind of out of left field again.
0: True. However,
1: I'm excited about this hire.
0: Yeah, he seems like he's gonna like do some weird stuff, and I'm all for that. I like weird. Yeah, we
1: have um, Sean Gleason out of uh, Princeton, I believe. Yes. So yeah, Um, I'm I'm excited. I think he. I think he he at Princeton he did basically kind of what we've been wa- what OSC has been wanting to do um, has been kind of more high flying. He's they've been up uh, up in first or second at, with offense over the last few years. So I'm I I think he's going to do good. The thing about Gleason is it started out with it's, it made me laugh about how everybody was talking about how he was coaching bowling a few years ago. <laughs> That was hey. that was like people's first comments was he went from coaching bowling to coaching football. When, when he was coaching bowling, he was also coaching football. Right. <laughs> I mean,
0: know.
1: bowling was just like a Balls, side you, gig. You do both. Yeah. But people act like he was the bowling coach. And then they decided, you know what? I think you can ha- try this football out.
0: But, Are you saying the people but, on the internet don't necessarily pay attention to the whole story?
1: Usually, <laughs> usually so i'm I'm pretty excited, um as a coordinator, he had eighteen members of his offense earned all Ivy league honors. I mean, I don't know about you. I don't pay much attention to Ivy League football,
0: no, not unless a high school player I'm covering is signed there,
1: yeah, so um, so I don't really know how good the football is or in the Ivy League. Um, in 2018, he had an offense that set an Ivy League record with 470 points.
0: Well, anytime you got records.
1: Yeah. Second in MCS F- in scoring and third in total offense. So I'm excited. I mean, it's just like usual. Wait and see. <laughs> see how he does. Um, so yeah, what are your thoughts? Um,
0: I mean, the only way that it's a failure is if it makes Casey Dunn leave.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I don't think that hire made Josh Henson leave, and I wasn't too excited about Josh Henson being an offensive coordinator anyway. Yeah, but it, yeah, if it if Casey Dunn got mad and say, "Well, I'm not going to be the coordinator, so I'm out." Uh that that's that would be that would be bad cuz Casey mm-hmm. Dunn, he's he's a good dude. <laughs> he needs to he is, or, um... keep bringing in uh Bolitnikov winners.
1: <laughs> Bolitnikov finalists. Yeah, so I, I can see that. Um, it was just, it was just one of those many coaches that nobody's thinking about because you know, whenever Yurtsich left, there were so many people that everyone was like, okay, it's gonna be one of these guys, and I, I don't think anybody was talking about was talking about Gleason.
0: No, I don't think anybody so, even mentioned him.
1: No. So I mean, as far as where he's coming from, it is a step up from where Yursich was coming from.
0: True. Maybe so, even two steps up from where he. Yeah, from.
1: a step and a half. I'll give it that. <laughs> so, um, so because a lot of people, whenever Yursich was hired, was upset because he was. Co- I don't even remember where he was coming from. Um, Shippensburg. Yeah, Shippensburg, because um, because most people have never heard of Shippensburg. Yeah. So at least people have heard of Princeton, not really because of football per se, but <laughs> they know, they know where it is. <laughs> so yeah, that, so he I was hired.
0: Think I, When I think Princeton, is their football team.
1: Of course. So he was hired on January 27th, which tells you how long it's been since you have done a podcast. So hmm. uh, yep. We have not talked about him yet. <laughs> yeah. So he. Um, so that was the first news, and then. February, February, um, a few weeks later, Kinson got the job at A&M, A&M. And that had to be kind of in the works, or Gundy had to have kind of had an idea about that, because 20 hours later, we had a new offensive line coach.
0: Yeah, it didn't take long at all.
1: So it couldn't have been out of the blue for Gundy.
0: Right. Well, and I'd, I guess he kind of wanted to hire this guy, Charlie Dickey, before mm-hmm. uh, and then once you know, Bill Snyder left Kansas State and basically his whole staff went with him. Yeah. But he didn't have a job. So it was pretty easy to hire him. He didn't have to worry about leaving his old job or anything like that. So,
1: yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, and unlike Gleason, this was um, this was thought of as a huge success from the minute it happened. Yes. Because Coach Dickey has um, developed linemen in the NFL ca- caliber players at K State and he he's he's able to develop the guys, so I'm that that's that's awesome, and yeah, I think either he had already known or he just he might have a list of possible coaches um over the years, just in case somebody leaves. I could see that happening as well, yeah, so he so he just went for number one on his list could, but yeah
0: what that could be but. The- he just has like this file on his computer.
1: All right. Honestly, I think I would keep a file because you, you never, cause you never know when someone's gonna leave. But yeah, so um, do you think do you think Henson left because he wanted the offensive coordinator job? Oh, um, well, I mean maybe, but I think he
0: also left because he got a forty percent raise yeah. to do the same job. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, that that's definitely true. He, I know he's wa- or he's been up for the offensive coordinator job in the past. I don't know if he's actually ever truly wanted it. Yeah. Or if that's just us doing conjecture <laughs> and thinking he probably wants this job really badly. Yeah. Yeah. So, know,
0: Who knows what uh, coaches you, want? What'd you say? Who knows what coaches want money? Well, sure. Everybody likes that.
1: <laughs> but yeah, they got they got two new guys. So I'm I'm excited. Gleason was one of those that I wasn't sure about and I was like, Who's this guy? And then the more I read about, it, the more I got excited.
0: Yeah. And I've been I've been pleasantly surprised with uh online trolls that haven't just said, Well, <laughs> we should just shut down the program <laughs> that I, mean, more- I was expecting. <laughs>
1: Yeah, m- most of the guy, most of most everybody is coming around to it. So I mean, I think at the beginning there were a lot of trolls, but I think most people are coming around to it. Um, but we'll see, we'll see what happens when the season starts.
0: Apparently, there were a lot. There was a lot of that going on after Henson left. I I didn't really read it because I was um, did people on saying the higher than people guy.
1: saying we um like Gundy doesn't know he's doing. Yeah. The,
0: okay. I I don't have any proof of that. I just I, I heard that that was part of the deal. It was like, okay, well, Josh Henson left. That means our program's in complete disarray, and we should just disband the football program altogether, and never play. Mm. <laughs> it's like it just goes back to my like some of these people just need to go be Vanderbilt fans for a while <laughs> to know well, what a truly struggling football program is. And being ranked 18th instead of 8th is not it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, it's just always makes me laugh because I feel like even if Gundy doesn't know what he's doing and they win three or four games next year or whatever, I I mean, I still don't think they should disband the football program. <laughs> I, <think that's, laughs> right. I mean, I do see that quite a bit. I think that is quite the leap to make. Yeah. Because I, I mean... These these people should have been around. I mean, I wasn't even. I mean, I was around, but I was not paying attention. These guys should have been around in the one, one and nine year or whatever. Can you? Imagine? Or the O and O and ten year? Can you even? Or,
0: imagine? or,
1: or in the or in the mid nineties, whenever they were oh. still
0: struggling. What if Twitter existed I don't, I don't,
1: then? What?
0: What if Twitter had existed then?
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think I think it's one of the things that when one of the things like when you have success. Then people are willing to jump off the ledge if you have a little bit of failure or a little bit of disarray. Like It's it's like these people – a lot of these people that are posting this were around but forget what it was like.
0: That could be. I often wonder how – what the age of some of these people is. Yeah. Obviously, none of the donor-level people are internet commenters. Mm So uh, people are like recent graduates at best. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Well, I mean, recent graduates would have been born. What years is nineteen? Would have been born like ninety eight or so. Yeah. Or ninety seven. So by the time, like, let's say, by the time the um, the first bowl would have been Houston Bowl would have been two thousand. Three, so they would have been six whenever um, OC went to the Houston Bowl, and that that's that sounds about the time that people really that, like kids who grow up watching football might start watching, yeah, if their parents are watching. So I can see that. I mean, I think a, a lot of people on Twitter are older than are like 40s and so and so forth on 40s and 50s. So I I don't know. They need to have an age next to each person so we can see. <laughs> But I think a lot a lot of people either don't realize what it was like, or because they've had OSU has had the success, I think they might be fearful that is going back back down where they once were. Maybe. So I mean, I I'm I'm not trying to get into their heads because believe me, that's not one place I want to go. <laughs> I wouldn't survive um, one day in there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it's um, it's. It's just easy to it's easy to complain. I mean it's Yeah, I'm, it's that's that's an easy thing to do. I, I
0: try not to but well I also wanna throw this into this conversation. You know, even before the, the dismissals in the basketball team this year, it wasn't like a great season. It didn't look like it was gonna uh-huh. really be a great season at all. And I don't remember what game it was after it was after one of the one of the early season games like Nebraska or Minnesota or something like that, somebody on Twitter had responded to one of the writers from Oklahoma or the Tulsa world or something like that, legitimately asking, is this the worst era of cowboy basketball ever? Like three days later, somebody posted like a throwback picture or something of somebody in a season that was the one trip to the NCAA tournament in like a 29-year span or something like that. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is the problem because people on Twitter think that history only goes back to 1990.
1: hmm <laughs> they, they don't pay attention. They they don't. Well, they 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 assume that um, Coach Sutton was the first coach at, of OSU basketball. Yes. It started with Eddie. <laughs> right. <laughs> is where it is today. Wow, I I didn't see that.
0: Yeah, it was just funny to I me. Mean, the two things were not related. It was just – I yeah. made that connection when I read the second thing. Yeah. Was like, oh, this no, is that's... the only NCAA tournament appearance for Oklahoma State between years – like, I don't remember what the years were, but it was like a 28, 29-year span that they made the tournament once.
1: <laughs>
0: we're talking about the worst year wow. of Cowboy basketball being, hey, we've missed the tournament two years in a row. <laughs>
1: yeah. Wow. I am um, – that's insane. Yeah, and, and it's it's and it's hard because you want to know, okay, when are you starting your era? Like yeah. when do eras actually start?
0: Yeah, it's especially when, hard right now because you what I mean,
1: does he mean this era as in this one season is an era? Right.
0: Yeah. For <laughs> this one coach who's been here two years.
1: Yeah, so that's an era. Yeah. So, it's easier in
0: football to say the Mike Gundy era because it's been what, fourteen? Yeah. it be fourteen?
1: Yeah. So, like, when Boynton, if Boynton is around here as long as Gundy, then, yeah, that can be an era. But I, is he going into the Travis Ford years for the era? I, <laughs> Even I, so, Ford made the tournament five years. No, he made the, the tournament. No. <laughs> well, Ford had some really good players for his team. And, I mean, did, did do really much in the tournament, but right. at least made it. It wasn't one time in 20-some-odd years. Yeah. So, Wow. And if it was twenty something years, that would go into the nineties. So we've made the final four since then. <laughs> that is true. And made the made the Sweet Sixteen um, the year after. So I remember yeah, that. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, what? I remember that. That was those were Sal. Salim. Which one? The Sweet Sixteen? Both of them. I remember Our both form. of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm still mad at Salim Stoudemire for the um, <laughs> game winning shots in 2005. Yes. So, yeah. They, um, but yeah, the 2004 one. That was a, that was a, that was a fun year. Still think um, should have beaten Georgia Tech. Yeah. But but I'll, I'll I'll get over it. They should have had Weatherspoon guarding rather than Lucas. But it's okay. <laughs> I'm done. I'm I'm not gonna complain about it. It's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Um. So I'm going can I make a confession. Sure. I love OSU sports.
0: Okay.
1: That is my confession. However, um, the last three games, I completely forget, forgot about those games happening.
0: Um, uh, understandable.
1: So the Texas Tech game, which, I mean, was not a good game. No. I didn't is. even know OSU had a game until the second half, and, like, my friends text, the group text I'm in with some friends, we're talking about the game. I was like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> so that one, and then the Texas game, I completely forgot about. And then the TCU game, I started kind of paying attention at halftime because I remembered. So, <laughs> I have not been a good basketball fan the last few games.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of people that are in that boat.
1: Because I completely forgot about them. The Wednesday game, at least I have somewhat of an excuse because I work Wednesday nights. Yes. However, I don't forget when the Thunder are playing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I don't know how good the, the excuse is. Well... Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, um, so bit, I think. Yeah, so I have, I can't really talk. I know um, the TCU game, OC won, and Cameron Griff could not could not shoot the baskets. No, shoot the the ball. Griff on offense he was,
0: lately has not been good.
1: Yeah, I saw that he was, I think, zero for ten. Yeah, in that game.
0: He, I mean, he impacted the game obviously, but mm-hmm. his.
1: Well, he's always going to impact the game. His
0: offense was, has has not been great
1: hmm Yeah. So and that was kind of a beatdown from the beginning. The Tech game was. Yes. Um, I know the K – I watched the KU game most of it. The KU game and the Texas game seemed to me a lot like what we knew when everybody – when all those guys got kicked off the team, that OSU would play tough for a while, but at the end just get tired.
0: <laughs> yeah, kind of. And just Kansas – just, They just basically – there was one flurry midway through mm-hmm. the second half where Kansas made like four threes in a row. And but that'll do. Man. that's the difference in the game. They lost by 12. And mm-hmm. just that one little run, other than that, it was completely even all the way through. And it was a really fun yeah. game to watch, actually. Um, but, yeah. yeah, just that one little burst was the difference in the game in that one. Um, yeah. You know, Tech was just one of those that got away from them. And I know people don't really like to admit that, Sometimes you just don't play a good game, but sometimes you just don't play a good game. Well, I mean, that was well one of them.
1: yeah, pe- people want something more than that is the problem. They're like, no, no, that, that that's too easy. Yeah. <laughs> it needs to be something deeper than just you didn't play a good game. Right. Yeah, I know. Um, the TCU game, De had quite the game.
0: All right. Yeah. Thomas De Zagua, I wanted to mention this. And I almost texted this to you. Uh, you wanted to mention please. it,
1: but we haven't done a podcast in a month. So.
0: Well, that, that too. <laughs> like, All right, go on. DeZagua may end up being my favorite off-the-court player ever. He's, first of all, hilarious. Like, his interviews are so funny.
1: Yeah.
0: And he's just, he's real smart. He's real quick. Um, he's a he's a well-rounded kid. I mean, the guy he he likes reading about Greek mythology. And,
1: no, yeah, I listen to um, I listen to um the Hunziker podcast. Yeah, and 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 the, he talked to um, Thomas Zagwa, and it was quite interesting. So yeah,
0: if, if you follow him on uh, on Instagram, he he like he's always going to like art galleries and stuff. He's mm-hmm. like super into that stuff. He's just an interesting guy, and he just he seems to have a good head on his shoulders and. Mm-hmm. knows what it's all about. So I, I like Thomas a lot.
1: I will say one thing I love about Thomas Ponzago um off the off the court well not really off the playing surface but on the bench. <laughs> when when he's not playing. Um I love that he acts like a walk on when he's on the bench. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that he'll he'll celebrate like crazy like you know, like you see walk ons do. Yeah. But he isn't. But, but he goes in, and, and he can make shots, and he's he's a capable player, but whenever he's just on the bench um, rooting for his team, he's like the last walker on the bench who would never see the court, who all they do is celebrate. Yeah. Or, or, or like with or the Thunder, he's like Nate Robinson. <laughs> you know? He's not going to see the courts at all, but, man, he's going to celebrate. Yeah. So that's what I like about it, is that he seems to really – Roots for his team.
0: <laughs> yeah, seems like a good dude. Yeah, so yeah. But he has Not, um, certainly shooting the ball extremely well lately.
1: Yeah, man. He was 6 of 11 on three the last game. And I, I, think think hit, I think he points.
0: hit 23 points. I think he had seven against uh, Texas on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 23 points in both games.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he was 8 of 14 total in the last game. So yeah, yeah. Um, but he, the. Interview he had with Hunsaker was very interesting. Yeah, it was like a month ago or something.
0: You know, a lot of these guys are super boring. You know, like Lindy Waters is one of the most boring interviews you'll ever watch.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Don't even bother.
1: Yeah. But but he's somebody that I wouldn't mind like shooting the ball like twenty times a game. Right.
0: I mean, he's the one you want <laughs> taking the last shot. But.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah, on this team, yeah. Uh, so so McGriff, I saw, didn't shoot well. He was 0 of 10 in the last game. Has he, has he had – because you've probably watched the last three games more than I have. Has he been struggling, like, in multiple games? Well, he played well
0: in the Kansas game and in the Tech game. I think he had a double-double in both those games.
1: Okay. But
0: let's see. Really, really struggled against TCU. Really struggled against TCU the first time they played when they lost at the mm-hmm. buzzer. Um, trying to remember the other. Oh
1: yeah, Tech uh, McGriff against Tech was six of twelve with eighteen points.
0: Yeah, he was like the only thing going in that game.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. The Texas what game, was he was, what was two he- of nine. Yeah. And one of four three pointer. He had five points.
0: Yeah. So not much.
1: Okay, so really the last couple of games.
0: Yeah. It's just, you know, when when you don't have a, as many guys and one of your top guys is not doing what he usually does, it's magnified. Yeah. Because you really need him to be scoring 20 points.
1: Mm-hmm, definitely. Okay. Yeah, I just saw that he struggled the last game. I thought, oh, that's not what I expected. Yeah. All yeah, right, he's, start of,
0: he's the focal there. focal point of the scouting report. Yeah. It's going to continue to be that for the rest of the year. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he'll likely start and to then the, consistent, and you know, A is growing quite a lot.
1: And in the Texas game, Lindy only took five shots. Right.
0: <laughs> that that's not what you want. No, you got to you, you got to have him <laughs> taking more shots. Now, <laughs> I feel- you know, a lot of that is because he's had to. He's basically had to be back a backup point guard. Mm-hmm. And so when Likely's on the bench, he has to run things.
1: Yeah. You need him shooting more than five times. Yes. So, I mean, I I I think it's hard for when McGriff only gets five points and Lindy Waters only gets five points. You're not going to win many of those games. No. <laughs> I mean, luckily, likely at 16 against Texas, and Desagua had 23. But you need you need Cam and Lindy to give more than five points each. Yeah. So that that could be a good reason.
0: But I tell you what, yeah. it's forcing Likely and Anay, those guys, to grow up pretty quick.
1: Mhm. Yeah. But they got KSU on. Saturday,
0: and then Texas Tech again. Yeah. So, man,
1: Tech's having quite
0: strategy. the season. Tech's having quite the season of 21-5. and five. Tech is really good. Yeah. Yeah, they lost three in a row early on in conference play, and people kind of forgot about them.
1: Mm-hmm. They
0: are really good. Yeah. They're, like, statistically so. the best defense in the country.
1: Okay. Yeah, so they have those two games. They're both ranked, so that's a, kind of a tough stretch for them. Then they, have K, then they have KU, so three ranked teams in a row yep. before ending with Baylor and West Virginia.
0: Right. And Baylor's so, yeah. pretty good. A lot yeah. better than I thought they would be.
1: They've been well. They're 17-9. They've been playing better than I thought. West Virginia has the same record as them now, 10 of now, 10-16. of
0: West Virginia's two wins in conference. Mm-hmm. One of those is Kansas. Figure that out.
1: Well there you go. It's because I, I don't really know who Kansas is.
0: Yeah, they've lost a lot of
1: guys too. I mean, yeah, but like this year's team, I I I feel like they could lose just any game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. I I don't know them I don't know who they are this year. So I mean I, I mean OSU could beat KU and a few games from now, whenever they play. I would not be shocked, right. especially by how well they played the first game.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and, just always tend to beat Kansas when they're not yeah. supposed to.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> and the games last year. I feel, I feel like Boynton kind of understands how to play Kansas.
0: I feel like Boynton understands a lot more than people give him credit for.
1: Well, yeah. yeah, I I, I will say with, definitely with Boynton, I feel a lot better if there's – a shots to win the game. If if they need a set shot, I feel a lot better with Boynton calling the play or drawing up the play than I did Ford. I, I will definitely say that much. Jeez. I um, with Ford, I, I I I never felt comfortable when there was a last shot they needed to win.
0: No, because it was just going to be a, I mean, it was going to be a
1: Russell Westbrook shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, so, and I, I feel like Boynton knows how to call plays and knows what to do.
0: And you know I how- mean, he
1: may not always have the um, players to do it, to do exactly what he wants to do, but I feel like he's been calling good plays.
0: Well, he's going to good get games. there.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Like I, I still get really mad when I hear the uh, "he's got to recruit players who aren't going to be stupid" argument because that's just the worst thing that anyone's ever mm-hmm. said. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to go into a kid's house and say, now, are you going to shoot cars windows with a BB gun if I let you on my team? <laughs> and the kid's going to yeah. go, yeah, yeah, I'm probably going to do that. All right. Well, and you can't play for me. <laughs> yeah. Nice to meet you. I'll see you. See you later. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It's, well, coaches can only do so much with their recruiting. They, they can't get into the kid's head to see if they like shooting out car windows. Yeah. Um, it's, especially if they, they don't have a path to that. Right. I mean, <laughs> everybody. I mean, I, it's just, it's just insane. I yeah, it's I'm, I'm tired of people blaming Boynton for those kids doing stupid stuff.
0: <laughs> uh, it's so tiresome. Like I feel sorry for the people who have to teach the kids. Of those people who are making those comments, because that is the epitome of blaming the teacher when the student
1: fails. Mhm. Yeah. So I, because I feel like from from listening to uh, Mike Morrison talk, I feel like he 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 always talks about doing the right thing, and he believes in it. Mm-hmm. He can only do so much. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. You want to talk a little bit about. PG threes or what? What were the shoes that totally uh, broke? You 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 cut out a little bit. I know what you're talking oh. about. But say it again. Oh, I'm sorry. I said, do you want to talk about Zion and his shoe mishap? Yeah, that was that was a weird deal.
0: I actually on? I I didn't have the game on at the very beginning, so I didn't see it live. But I, I mean, they mm-hmm. played it like 17 times throughout the game, so yeah, I did I did see it later, and uh, you know, unfortunate for for him, it doesn't mm-hmm. sound like it's a bad injury or anything. So. Yeah. He should be fine, but this, the stuff that got me was when they were talking the next day at the Thunder media availability, and they asked Paul George about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, they're Paul George's shoes, right? Paul George's so, signature he, shoe, but I, he didn't build it. <laughs> he didn't, and, all right, now here's
0: what we're going to do, guys. We're going to make this shoe, and if you step just the right way, I want it to completely fall apart.
1: That, no, but that's not what happened. He said... I hear Zion's gonna wear these shoes, so we need to make one pair where they fall apart. <laughs> give them to the Zion, and, so and that he will happen.
0: And it'll fall to the Thunder in the draft. You
1: figured it. Yes. <laughs> and it'll fall to the Thunder. Paul George is a genius. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's it's interesting because it started all kinds of debates over different issues that have nothing to do with him actually getting injured. Yeah. <laughs> that, that have been going on forever. Cause there's the debate about, should he sit out the rest of the season because he doesn't want to get hurt. <sighs> and then some, and then um, some people like mostly that have been players that are like, no, when I was in college, I played for the love of the game saying, well, all you know is how to do is play basketball. <laughs> That's, that's what basketball players want to do. So he sh- should play or do whatever. He, I mean, he shouldn't listen to the people who say, who say no, you should sit out. So that debate's going on. That debate's what are your thoughts ridiculous. on that?
0: It's ridiculous. Listen, you I am. can get hurt walking on the sidewalk to class. You can get hurt driving in your car. You can get hurt lifting weights. Because even if he doesn't play, he has to keep himself in shape.
1: Oh, not, not even that. If he doesn't play, he'll probably still go to like whatever the Colvin is at Duke, and sure. their, their gym, and play pickup. And I would rather him playing an actual game with these, with these amazing, with these people taking care of him, than hurting himself playing pickup basketball. Yeah. So yeah, Um, how did John John Wall got hurt slipping in his house? (laughs) Right. So yeah. I mean, it's just yeah.
0: It it is the most ridiculous argument that he should sit out. Because okay, where does it stop? Russell Westbrook has this you know five year, two hundred million whatever it is. You know he's got he's got all this guaranteed money. Mm -hmm. Well. He's got his money. Why didn't he just pretend he's hurt and sit out, just cash his check. He doesn't even have to play. Yeah? It's ridiculous. Yeah. No, I mean obviously if he if he sat out he would you know, something would happen and they would void his contract because he refused to play. Whatever, I know. But
1: <laughs>
0: but the argument is yeah. the same. It's like, okay, well now you've you've signed, you're getting your money, why are you playing? Mm hmm. Because that's what you do, because you're a basketball player.
1: <laughs> Which is what Charles Barkley was saying on um, TNT. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you know how basketball much players, play players play basketball. with Charles
0: Barkley. <laughs>
1: well, th- that was the shocking part for me, is I watched that, and I don't like agreeing with him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to it.
0: Feels very weird.
1: <laughs> yes. But yeah, I I agree one hundred percent with him. I was like, you you got you got. You you play basketball. That's that's what he knows how to do. And it's not a bad injury. I mean, you don't let him play if. You, but if it's healed and he's a hundred percent, then he should be, then he should play. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Is and people should and people should people like to give other guys hard time that they don't even know. Like people, if he decides to play they're going to be sports analysts that give him a hard time about it. S- same thing with um Kyler Murray. When whenever he decided, you know what, I think I want to play football. He, pe- people came out of the woodwork and said, "Why, you have this guaranteed money in baseball. You may not get hurt or you have a less chance of getting hurt in mm-hmm. baseball. You're you don't have to worry about being small for your for um for a quarterback or whatever. And all this stuff and my response was, maybe he just loves playing football a little bit more. Yeah. Isn't that a good enough reason? <laughs> maybe his heart is more in football than it is in baseball. And I don't think we should give him a hard time because he prefers football. It just, yeah. It's not it perfect. made no sense to me. It made no sense to me why people gave him all these reasons. Maybe he loves football more than baseball.
0: Seems likely. Now,
1: now with him, it might, he might have not gone the way he's going if he hadn't been up for highs, that he hadn't had such a successful season in football. Yeah. I don't know. I think that kind of really kind of ch- made, a cha- made a change in his mind. <laughs> but, I mean, we wh- wh- who are we to say what he should do? <laughs> right. So it's ridiculous. I just he, got mad. And
0: flying it's flying too much logic to this.
1: And it's not very, and and it, it felt weird because I spent a whole year disagreeing with the OU quarterback on everything he did, <laughs> and um and now I'm I'm spending time agreeing with this OU quarterback. Yeah. Um, but he's not as much of a jerk. So I
0: am not that so way. That's
1: true. I don't dislike. I did not dislike Kyler Murray. Kyle and Connor came on and said that I only disliked. Baker Mayfield, because he was an OU quarterback. Did you ever hear me say anything negative about Kyler Murray? No, I don't think so. Well, there you go. See, (laughs) it's not because he was at OU. It's because he's a jerk. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Uh, Because, honestly, Baker Mayfield is the only OU quarterback I've disliked since I started paying attention to football. So there's that. (laughs) Yeah. So they're wrong. I am right. I wasn't a
0: big fan of Rhett Bomar.
1: (laughs) Oh, I forgot about him. But, yeah, but – He was proven to be quite the knucklehead. Yes. (laughs) I completely forgot. He wasn't there long enough for me to fully remember. (laughs) I remember when he got got in trouble, um, or they mentioned, I remember when he went to, um, it would probably be Hornets games, and he he was drinking, and he wasn't 21 yet. Do you remember that making the paper?
0: Um, Vaguely, now that you mention that.
1: I mean, I don't think, like, it wasn't, That huge of a deal, but I remember that making like the Daily Oklahoma, was that he was at a Hornets game, and everyone knows how old he is because he's yeah the OU quarterback (laughs) yeah, and he he was drinking beer. So I, I that's one. I mean that's not near as big of a deal as the um, um as the car dealership, working there stuff.
0: Yeah, or not working there. Yeah,
1: or not working. Yeah, so. (laughs) Oh, and then the other the other debate is over whether or not we should pay players. Yeah. Because because how many how much did tickets go for in that game? Like twenty five hundred bucks. It was. Which is stupid. I don't care how badly I want to go to a sporting event, I'm not paying twenty five hundred bucks. No. <laughs> you know,
0: it's, so many. Especially things I could do without money, much money.
1: Especially if it's a regular season game. Yeah. I mean, like, if I had money and we had some saved, and I wanted to go to a big time event, there's a 20% chance I might decide to. I, I'll give myself a 20% a regular season game, zero. I don't. I don't think I could do it. I
0: I would have to have millions. <laughs> yeah. To do that.
1: <laughs> and 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 Courtney, my, my wife would kill me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> First of all, so, I mean, but, you know, you and I aren't the ones that are buying tickets, those tickets for those games. Goodness, no. It's, it's people that um, are probably in the upper bracket of income.
0: I hope so. I hate to think yeah, of people so, out there who only so, had $2,502 and spent 2500 of it to go to that game.
1: Yeah. But that's how much some tickets, tickets were going for at the time, like the students who paid for student pricing, that was in twenty five hundred bucks. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. No. But, you know, like season ticket holders. You know.
1: But the week, but the week of the game, the tickets that weren't sold yet were going for that much.
0: Yeah, I got to tell you though, if I had bought a ticket for like five hundred, yeah, I totally would have sold it for twenty five hundred. Like,
1: also would I? Absolutely. And, <laughs> if that, yeah, in fact, that might have been what was happening. Yeah. It's, so people were paying like 20, upwards of twenty five hundred for the game at the time, and then this athlete who is not getting paid, who probably most of them were there to see. Yes. I mean, if Zion wasn't playing, tickets would have not been that much.
0: No, I mean it's still North Carolina Duke, so they would have been a yeah. little bit, but yeah, not that much.
1: But I mean, you people wanted to see the number one or- the number one. i um, draft pick, most likely. So people wanted to see him, and he's not getting a dime. I have thoughts about this that go against 90% of people who think about it. Okay. I don't. I am 100% against um, student-athletes getting paid. Okay. However, because one thing with student-athletes getting paid, well, they do get um, free tuition. I mean, some of them might not be there to actually get a degree. Right. But they get free tuition. Yes. And this is one time where I mean, Doug Gottlieb has said, "I love Doug Gottlieb," and sometimes he says stuff that I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> um, and he's been doing that a lot lately. He's been a lot more like Skip Bayless or um, nope. than he used to be, <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of driven me crazy. But he actually
0: um, the mentioned NFL that speak. he doesn't
1: want have athletes to get paid, and gave a good reason, and gave the um, tuition reason, yes. and also because. Whenever, if you're especially if you're a top student athlete, whenever you get out of college, even if you end up not going pro, like gave you the ability to go pro. If you're a top athlete, you're, there's really good chance you're going to. So that's kind of getting paid because you will get paid. Yeah. And then also, whenever you get out, whether you don't play basketball or whatnot, you will have a lot of people. Especially if you go, if you work someplace where there is a um, where there's an l- alum at that school that will give you a chance that they wouldn't give other people. Yeah. So I mean, however, so I'm kind. I don't think they should get paid. Especially because then what are you going to do? Are you going to pay every are you Are you going to pay everybody? Do they do they have? How can you decide who's the top athlete who gets paid? Yes. And. Go, coming out of high school, are they go? Are people going to go? It, be going into college and having to basically um, talk, discuss their contract negotiations. Right. <laughs> I mean, how far does that work? So I don't think they should get paid. However, I'm okay with them selling their autographs. Yeah. Like I feel like if they are a top athlete and people pay for their autographs. I think they should be able to sell their autographs and and get paid like that. Yes. So I don't think they should get paid, but I think they should be able to do stuff right now that they can't do like that.
0: Yeah, I agree. The other problem you'd run into is you'd have to have some kind of capper on it to make sure that it was all even because, Mm -hmm. you know, the Duke and Kentucky and all that, they, first of all, have these huge names and they have huge donor bases
1: so they'll be able to pay more. You can
0: pay, afford to pay a kid more than, like, yeah. you know, whatever whatever other schools and those conferences, Vanderbilt or South Carolina or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's that makes it even worse, Yeah. you know, having all these guys that are just going to, you know, they can go sit the bench at Kentucky and make twice as much as they can playing at Washington State, you know, whatever. Mm.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I I think if you decide to actually start paying players, like, rather than just letting them sell their autographs, you're actually paying players, then I think that just opens up all kinds of messes Mm -hmm. (laughs) that that the NCAA is not ready for.
0: Yeah. Well, and how do you pay, how do you, you know, kind of work your way down from high-level basketball and football players to volleyball players? And mm-hmm. rack athletes and all that. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Yeah. And like, are you going to pay? You're going to pay, obviously, if you paid, you'd pay Zion. Are you going to pay the 10th guy on the bench? Are you going to pay him close as much? Like, let's say you had Juwan Evans. You would probably, when Juwan Evans was on the team, you would play. you would pay him the most. But would you pay like today? He's not on the team, but but like today, if you had Dunk, uh if Duncan Demuth had been on the team, which he's a freshman, so he wasn't on that team, but if he was on the team, he wouldn't get it. What, what would would you pay him anything? Right. How do you decide who you know? Yeah. So, I um, so I think, but I feel like if you let them sell their likeness, sell autographs or whatever, then I feel like. Then you don't have to make that decision. If you have a name worthy of making money, <laughs> then you can get. Then, then so be it. Yeah. <laughs> so, th- but then you don't have to make the distinction. Oh, you're worth getting paid, but you're not. Right. So, and I used and I and I've really changed on that issue. Like I used to think you sh- they should just keep it the way it is. You shouldn't sell autographs, or you you shouldn't be able to make money off of that. But I I think if you pay I think you shouldn't pay players, but I think that selling other things should be a possibility.
0: I agree. I but,
1: and then maybe the NCAA football will come back on PlayStation. There you go. Maybe that's really the only reason I care. because <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I want...
0: <laughs> Well, that's probably a good reason.
1: <laughs> because of whichever O'Bannon it was, Ed O'Bannon, Charles O'Bannon... Thomas O'Bannon. I don't know if there is a Thomas O'Bannon, but um,
0: there might be. I'm like a Disney character. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh yeah, no, that's Thomas O'Malley. Oh, you're right. That's a risk. Why Are we going to do the Disney podcast? Um, but yeah, because of one of the Obannons, they stopped making TVA, and the world, and because the world became sad, we elect we elected Donald Trump, <laughs> and now we're even sadder. There we go. Oh no! <laughs> Wait, was that was that a was that a leap I didn't it, need to make?
0: i have lost control again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so those are my thoughts on that. On that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Seems like
0: a good place to stop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, our one listener is gonna be very upset. Yeah. When I got political. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we. I I can see like the stats of who listens, and we had one time we had one random listener in Iceland. Huh. Oh yeah. So have there it. you go. Our listener from Iceland that somehow one. <laughs> yeah. And then didn't. So, I mean, if you download it, if you download it and don't even listen, it still counts. So I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um we're world we're um all across all across the world, all across earth. Global. We're getting quite global out there. Should have been a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> I got something else to say. I'm just rambling. All right, man. Um, maybe we will talk next week. All right. Then again, maybe we won't.
0: Maybe. We'll see. We'll
1: <laughs> talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.